Welcome to the Buy, Grow, Sell podcast, the show for business owners looking to acquire, scale, or exit a business. Before we get on with today's program, we just wanted to let you know that the Buy, Grow, Sell team have been working really hard to come up with more resources that add more value to your journey. This includes a range of webinars, tools, and other events, including an online summit where we get some of the industry's leading experts to come and share their insights. If you'd like to know more, go to buygrowsell.com forward slash events. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Buy, Grow, Sell podcast. I'm glad you're joining us for this next episode. My guest is a chap by the name of Ian Silverberg and genuinely one of the most lovely guys uh, you'll meet. Um, you know, this episode takes a little bit of a different turn. You know, often we pull apart somebody's specific journey, you know, the business they bought, how they grew it, ultimately, you know, how they sell and, you know, what was the transaction look like and how did you come up with the valuation and stuff like that. This episode's a little bit different. And while my guest has been through all of that and is continuing on the buy, grow, sell journey, I think we really covered off some stuff that's far more intrinsically important to business owners and to us as people. You know, this whole sense of purpose and why we're doing things the way we do them. You know, I think there's a lot of business owners out there who aren't necessarily satisfied with the journey they're on. You know, they're frustrated with things. They're constantly met with dilemmas and they don't, you know, really necessarily know how to solve some of those dilemmas. Some of those dilemmas are even a, a conflict of, of morals even, you know, hey, do I just do decision A or decision B and I really need to make some money, but I'm really not sure about things. And, you know, there's so many conflicting decision points that we have to make as business owners and as humans. And, you know, really what I think we've explored today with Ian is more of a framework on, on how to address this fundamental need for purpose and how to make better decisions and how to find that deeper sense of, of motivation to keep doing what we're doing and, and, and asking why we're doing them the way we're doing them. Ian goes on, he, he actually shares the four most critical questions that every single business owner should be asking themselves. And so he, he reveals that in this episode. And I think if you take that away and apply that to your own journey, you're not only going to be more successful in your business, you're going to be a far more happy person and and far more fulfilled as a human being. I hope you enjoy this episode. I know I did. This is Ian Silverberg. I mean, anybody who's listened to a few episodes of this podcast will have heard me say this already, but you know, I'm just such a firm believer that like none of us are actually born to do business. <laughs> you know, business is this construct that was there to solve problems fundamentally um, and, and try to efficiently allocate resources. Um, Ultimately, we're born to live our life. And I actually believe that your business should just be a vehicle for delivering you the life you want. Sure. You know, it's, it's a way to help you be the person you want to be and do the things you want to do. Um, and you're right about this whole, everyone's great in, in business. They go, right, what's the plan? Where are we going? What are we doing? And, and every single person understands, certainly any, every single person who runs their own business, understands this concept of if you want a certain outcome, Define what it is and then reverse engineer it, you know, work backwards until you kind of work out what you need to do today to get to that long-term goal. I mean, m most people will go, yeah, 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 we understand that. But do they do it in their own life? No, yeah, they go, right. <laughs> First of all, I will tell you, and I think, you know, I agree with you 
that if you want to have a successful, sustainable business, you have to understand that process. But I, but I wouldn't go so far, at least not here in the US. Uh, people don't know that. They don't really truly understand um, that reverse engineering process. A lot of people are still flying by the seat of their pants. They're still flying by the latest and the loudest. They're still flying by this want, right? And they're very outcome focused and not process focused. They're really not. Um, but yes, I, I'm, in a, I'm in complete agreement with you. I think, you know, I've always said for me, business is not, I'm not one of these guys that compartmentalize, right? In fact, if I ever meet someone who says to me, hey, I'm really sorry, this is just business. That is a sign to run the other way because business, for whatever reason, some people think that business is this excuse for me to do things that I would never do outside of business. And, and that's not true. Your business is an extension of you. A business is no different. The rules that govern your business are the same rules that govern every relationship in your life. Well, I was going to say that, that, that is exactly what you're describing there is exactly the same rules that sociopaths use, right? The, the ends yeah. justify the means. It's, I'm sorry to have to do this to you, but you know, it's bad luck because I just have to do it because this is what, you know. It's just business. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. What, that, what does that yeah. mean? Like, what kind of business are you in where you can do something that you have to, you know, you're about to do something that you know you wouldn't do outside of quote business? Like, so I, I agree with you. I think to me, a business is enough. It's an extension of you. It's one tool you get to use to actually go out and have the impact that you want to have in this life. I completely agree with that. Um, and, and, then, and, and at some point, the truth is the business does take on its own. We're, we're, we're painting this hall with a very broad brush, right? I think size of business, scope of business actually matters in this discussion, uh, right? Because the reality is if we're talking small business, if we're talking you know, what we call solopreneur businesses or practitioner based businesses, or, you know, that is very, I think that's an extension of the leader. Um, once you get into large business, now we're talking about an extension of the leadership and or, you know, the shareholders or the board of directors, really. So that's where I do think, interestingly enough, we can have a completely different discussion. But I do think that the public markets have also done a lot to um, color and change our society. The idea that we now, right, I think what that did for the U.S. in particular, the public markets really changed your ability to think and play a long game. You now have to play a quarterly game. You are held responsible to every three months. That, is a, it, that shift and that pressure is a very, very, I think, uh, has a huge impact on the way you run your business, the, the, the way you treat everybody involved in the business. But I think that's a probably not your audience at this point. No, well, no, I mean, but I, I, I think the message and the principle of it is, is actually important to the audience. I mean, anybody listening to this who's running their own business, really what we're saying here is that it's short-termism is actually undermining long-term value. And, yeah. and it's funny because I've heard the same thing raised by senior leaders here from government to corporate in Australia. Like I have no doubt people talking about this in the uh, United States side as well, but Short-termism, right? This whole, I have to hit this quarterly number because my, perhaps as the CEO, bonus depends on it. Um, you know, I, I worked for a US company for a while there and the number of times that, and it's not just US companies, by the way, it's large large corporates, I should say, but it was, you know, listed companies more particularly than, than even regional, but working for listed companies where they, this decree would come down from on high and say, yeah, you're going to do this this quarter, because we need to hit this quarterly number. And you're like, but that's the complete opposite of our long-term plan. 
and you're going to undo six months worth of my work if I do that. Yeah. But it, they don't care. And yeah. it's the decisions made. And by the way, if you don't play along and you can't play ball, well, maybe we just move you on. Yeah. It's really interesting, right? Because so another, another very big theme in my work has always been, um, I, I think there's this tremendous gap in our modern society, right? Between our environment and our biology. And, and, mo and, and the biggest gap I can see out there is our disconnection with nature. And I see this everywhere, right? First of all, just look at the dictionary def definition of, of nature and we've somehow written ourselves completely out of it. But another story. But, but the reality here is the natural cycles are, are completely blown out when it comes to business. There's not a single natural cycle that exists out there that doesn't have a pruning section. Doesn't have like, so in business, I can't, if I'm in a public market, you know, we can't, and, and actually this happens in private business too. I've seen the same thing, right? It, it might be the right thing to do to have a bad quarter. If what that is, is a realignment in order for us to do what we need to do in the long term. Right now yeah. in the public markets, that is a no, big, big no-no. Right. So this is the competing thing I think you're talking about. But but the problem is, I think that mentality bleeds down into small businesses as well. Right. Because I do think it is a critical and really important message from the buy side to the grow side to the sell side to get crystal clear on what the game you're playing is and really staying focused on that long game. And I think the problem we have is that people, some people, most people don't do this at all. This this process is truly doing the front end work. I call it the identity work. Um, but, you know, do, it, 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 it's not just doing the work. It's, it's constantly realigning with the work. And it's not something that you get to do. Imagine, right? Like, look, when I was 13, I was thinking about getting a tattoo of Van Halen on my back, right? Now, quite frankly, that would be a real bummer had I, had I done it right back then. And businesses are the same. The things that excite you and, and really are meaningful to you as a business and are important to you as a business when you're early stage are not the same thing. So this is a process that you have to constantly come back to, if not annually, at least, you know, if not quarterly, at least annually. Right. So I, I do think that that for me is um, and probably a through line if. If, I don't know if, if we're going to ever actually, if we're going to end up getting to a discussion around a business that I've bought, grown, and sold, um, and it doesn't matter to me. I'm I'm following your lead. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's the line in, in everything that I've done, my own personal life, but also in my consulting and advising. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, what we're talking about here is is so fundamentally important for people, and it's. I would like to explore the topic, and yes, let's touch on some of the businesses that you've you've been involved in as well. Um, but just to follow on that thread we've been exploring here, how do you feel about it? What, what would you advise to your clients if, you if they find themselves in a situation where those principles start to be in conflict with other needs? And I'll, I'll be more specific here. That whole thing, it's just business. Like I think people want to be a certain way, but then business survival, business issues sometimes come into play where the business owner finds themselves in conflict. You know, I don't really want to kind of do things this way, but I really actually need to make payroll this month or I have to close this deal or whatever it might be, right? But there's that potential conflict. And I mean, what, how do you advise your clients when they're in a situation like that? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think you're, you're at the root of it. And, 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 I'll, and I'll answer this and say, this is exactly what I would tell my client 
if it was a business owner. This is also exactly what I would tell my client if it was just my client was just a person trying to be a leader in this life, right? But I think the core challenge in that, what you're talking about is a very common problem that we all have in life, but particularly in business, any leader has. And that is it's about decision-making. It's about clarity. It's about finding signal through noise, right? So there's a point where you are at where you have to make a decision and you don't have all the information, right? Or, or you're unsure of what direction you can go. So this, this really does, usually this comes down to a strategic problem of, okay, I'm not clear on what the best next step that I should do. And I will say, you sh I, 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 I can't even think of a time where ultimately the problem wasn't that they just didn't really know what they really wanted. And I don't mean general wanted. See, they, right, the first thought is, well, what do you mean? Of course, I, what do I want? Well, I, I want to get through this problem or I want to pivot my business so that it's sustainable. I want to be making more money than I'm spending. I want to be able to, right, whatever it is, there's this high level um, initial thought that they throw out as a smokescreen to themselves. But the bottom line is my first, so the answer to that question is the first thing we do is we get, we pull out that paper. If you haven't done it, which most of the time they haven't, we pull it out. What's the game we're playing here? How did we, how were we defining success before? Now, right, let's pull that out. And if that doesn't give us some clarity, then we have to do one of two things. Right. We either have to recognize that what we thought we wanted, what we thought was success isn't really what success is anymore. That's OK, by the way. Right. I, I've been involved in several businesses. I've been in, in many projects where what we set out to do. In fact, I tell this to everybody. Usually we set a roadmap and I tell you, listen, we just defined a destination. I'm here to tell you along the way we're going to end up in some really bad neighborhoods. Right. We're not. And you may not think you're heading in the right direction or. You may stop and say, uh-uh, this is not where I want to be. That's all okay, right? As long as we stop and think about it. If you want to change, like, for example, the, com the most common one is I want to have the following impact, right? I want to, you know, what's happening here is we, we really want, I want to change the world. Everyone starts with wanting to change the world at some point because they've all watched the YouTube video where if you don't have the why of the big impact, right? So we all want to change the world. Totally cool. I get it. And that's great. But somewhere along the way, often you realize, I don't want to change the world anymore. I just want to change this little part over here. Most common thing I've ever seen, right? I've been involved with it many times and it happens and, and it's completely okay. But at that point, you do have to go back and change now and say, okay, all right. So what, we're what we were defining as our success, what we really ultimately wanted to do, that, that's, that scope has, is now changed. Okay, so now let's pull that scope out and let's lay that over our problem. Probably be better if we pulled out an actual you know, situation, but, but my, you know, long story short here, I think what I, what I do is I say, okay, who are we? What's important? What are we really trying to do here? And where do we ultimately want to go? Okay. Now from that lens, what's the best single smallest step you can take right now to either pull yourself out of the bad situation you're in or, and, and or move yourself in the direction that you want to go. Right. So that's generally where I start now. This is really broad and you know, it, it also depends on, I think it's interesting because I love, I love and, and the reason I was excited about doing this podcast was I love the fact that you're looking at the buy, the grow and the sell, right? I've seen, I've been in and had conversations and been in interviews where it's just about the buy or whether it's just about the sell or whether it's just about the grow. 
Um, I think it's critical to look at all three of those. That said, that's a you know each one of those is an hour long conversation, but there it's are huge, some yeah. there are some through lines that I think come through it, and it is about getting crystal clear on what do I want. And so the other piece I would say that I've scouted glossed over. First thing I do anytime anyone has a problem is we talk about their energy. So energy, I'm a big, I'm a big energy guy and not, and not the, the foo-foo energy guy. I just mean literally the driving force of love life. So number one, you getting enough sleep, right? Are you eating well? Are you moving? Are you exercising? Are, do you have the energy it takes to set yourself up to be able to actually make the decent decisions? Because I can put every system in front of you, but if you don't have the energy to show up, if you're completely distracted and destroyed and you're, this is, you know, so honestly, I can't tell you how many of these problems resolve themselves once somebody actually starts to take, take the right steps to, to have the energy to show up, to be a little bit clearer, to not have the, you know, the adrenaline rush and the cortisol and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you've touched on so many brilliant points here. Um, and, and sort of working backwards a little bit, I, I totally agree about the, the health side of it, the energy side of it. It's, I, I kind of liken everything to almost like a three-legged stool. You know, you've got your business and you've got your family, but you've got your health. You know, any one of those things is broken or out of balance, the stool falls over, right? Yeah. Um, take that leg of your health. If you're not getting enough sleep, you're not eating properly, you're not getting enough, you know, uh, exercise. Any of those things knocks over your health stool. It's, you know, how do you keep looking at this? I, I know myself personally, I'm prone to burying my head in things and working, 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 working. And sometimes I've missed my exercise and then I eat eaten a bit badly. And, you know, whenever I start feeling massively stressed and anxious, without fail, I can generally look back and go, I haven't exercised properly. I haven't been outside. I haven't had sun on my skin. I haven't, I haven't pushed myself and sweated and got my heart rate a little bit up there. I haven't, I haven't done those. And it sneaks up on you. Yeah. Yeah. Those fundamental core things that we were, millions of years of evolution, you know, of human beings having to run around to survive, we suddenly stop doing. And it's like, well, actually, no, your body needs that. Maybe not to run away from a bear, but to actually put you in the right frame of mind to perform. Yeah. And so there's a framework that I use. Um, well, I guess there's, there's two things I'll, I'll share with your listeners. Like, so first of all, um, there are four questions that I'll give you here. This is literally, this is my, this is the key to my business right here. I go in and there's four questions that drive everything I do. It, it drives every interaction I have with every client. Four questions. The first one, what's the problem? Truly, what's the problem? And I can tell you right now, I start there and everyone thinks that's going to be a 20, 30 minute conversation. I have had clients that I've spent six months just working on what's the problem. What's the real problem? Two, what do I want? What do I really want here? Right? Three, what's stopping me from getting it? And four, what's the plan? That's it, right? And the framework that I give to my clients, to back to your original question, okay, so they're struggling with something. The framework I do is, I, it's called the DARE framework or the double DARE framework. So it's D-D-A-R-E. And, and basically the first thing is discover. So I, it's a discovery process. So that's the, like, let's just stop, sit down. What's the problem? What do I really want here? What's like, we go through these four questions a little bit lightly, but this is something you can do with yourself. If you are up against any decision you think you have right now, whatever it may be, uh, it's a, you know, I, I got to decide whether I should let this person go or not. I got to, you know, we've got a huge um, marketing decision that we need to make. Should I even do marketing? Well, whatever it is, whatever is stressing you out, 
Like one, stop and truly think about defining the problem. What's the real problem here? What's my real concern? What do I really ultimately want? Those are absolutely critical. What's standing in my way? So you got to do the discovery. Then you got to decide. Just literally make a decision. Just, just any decision. You make the decision. Then you act. You take an action. And then you reflect. Right? The R is reflect. So you take the action. You reflect on that. Thinking back on, right, on, on all that fun stuff. And the E is just evolve. You'll, you will elevate. You will get to a place where you'll have more clarity to make that decision. You'll figure out that, okay, whoops, I'm farther than from where I wanted to be or not. But if you don't do the front end, like we, we spent most of this time talking about the front end, if you don't do the front end, none of this works. But if you don't take the action, if you don't make a decision and just act, at the end of the day, if we can't figure out what the problem is, make a decision and move forward and then reflect, period. That's great advice, and it really is, and it's, and and I think you're right. Not nowhere near enough people do this kind of work, which is actually the most important work. You know, why are we even here? Why are we doing what we're doing? If you can't answer that question, man, it's a lot of time and resource you're throwing at stuff that has no fundamental purpose. It's um, and it's yeah. applicable to every single part. I'm telling you, that's applicable. So, buy. When I bought my health, let's throw. You know, the health club's probably the business that may be the business that you probably stumbled across. Um, if my interview on, but, and it's a good one because it's, it runs the gamut of it. And it's a, it was a really hairy, complicated transaction on all sides, the buy and the sell. Well, the sell, not as much, but, um, but you know, on the buy, you know, there, you got to do the, do the, what, what do I want here? Why am I buying this business? Truly? What is this? What, and what is, what is this? What, what's my relationship with this business? What am I looking to get out of this business? Me personally, Right. And then I have to do the same thing with that business once I own it. I, I cannot grow it until I understand, OK, well, what's this business's essence? What what market is it in? What is it actually what problem is it solving? Right. What what is it? Who do we serve? Back to our, you know, the question we were talking about public companies. The real big question is, who do you serve? Who do you serve? Do, does your business serve you? Does your business serve your team? Does, and, and yes, the answer is slightly all of these. But if you can't prioritize these things. Right. And, and one of the big relationships, I'll tell you one other thing I, I find a lot, one of the biggest challenges is I think that I, I, I know for me, what really helped me along the way was getting crystal clear on what I wanted out of my business. And what I meant by, mean by that is there are generally three categories that people go into business for. You either are looking for impact. You're trying to have an impact in this world. You're looking for money or enterprise value. Right. You're looking for wealth. Right. Or you're looking for lifestyle or culture. Right. You're looking to be a part of something, showing up and being a part of something. Those are the three drivers. Right. Now, the reality is until you've prioritized those three, until you really understand what, because those three things are all going to come to a head in your business constantly. You're going to have to make decisions whether you know it or not. And most people don't think about it. And that is going to be you at you can. What would I say to somebody who's come to me? Well, we probably would have already done this work. But the first question I would ask you would be, OK, well, look, you're going to have to optimize. This decision is a problem because you haven't optimized. What what are we doing this for? Because if it's straight profit, if that's going to be the ultimate number one driver, well, then we might have to do this. If it's no, it's more about impact. But you, you have to understand you know, which of these three things are actually driving. So I think, again, this reflection, this discovery, it's part of the, it's part of the buy. It's part of the grow. Okay, now I own my business. What do we stand for? What are we doing? What are we prioritizing? What's our goal here? Same thing with the sell, by the way. I spent one year 
you know, before we sold, before I sold the health club, I owned the health club for a total of nine years, about six or seven years into it. I knew I, I had decided at that point that I probably wasn't going to continue my plan. My plan was actually to, to um, fill a gap between Southern California and Northern California. I thought I could, cause that was, you know, all of the big clubs were, were focused in the big cities, Southern California, Northern California. But so I basically, you know, built my first one in Santa Barbara. I bought one up in uh, Monterey, which was Northern and Southern. I had the two flagpoles and I was going to fill in the gaps, but I started to realize that wasn't, I didn't want to be that guy. It just, we can, we can go into that. It's different, different podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I realized I, you know, at some point I'm going to have to sell this. So I spent a one year process, me and my head, my GM, my general manager, every week we would sit down and we would reflect, okay, what are the things that we loved this week about this, that we're going to possibly miss, right? What are the things that, that really sucked and we can't wait to, you know, get rid of. And what we started to do was we used this process to also start to change the business, start to think about, okay, well, how can number one, once I sell this, how, how can I make sure I still have the things that I'm going to miss? Is there any way that I can, you know, what are those things and what are those holes? So it was this really intentional, deliberate process that made that sale easy and, and got me to a place that when I did sell it, I didn't have any regrets. I didn't have any shock. I didn't have that identity crisis. I didn't have. Yeah. And what you're, what you're really defining there is, is pretty much a 12 month process of developing an exit plan, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, you're defining all those elements from yourself personally, what you like doing, where you spend your time. Do you, are you, you know, I, I and, and for anybody listening who, who is sort of scratching their head and saying, yes, but where do you start with all this? Look, like, shoot us a message. I'll, I'll even hand out a couple of people can do some exit planning for free. We'll give you some tools, but it's, I where I've found business owners have ended up regretting their sale or regretting their exit even say like and and I I've used my father-in-law as an example on a few podcasts where he's a he's a doctor he can't retire because he's got nothing else to go to he, he he literally he has no purpose outside of work I mean he loves his family that's purpose but he can't spend all his time just sitting around with the family and being entertained by each other it's so it, it's this sense of well, where am I going to put my time, attention, resources? You know, what made me feel special in that role I was playing as the business owner or the doctor or the whatever? How can I replicate that in other ways? Um, but th it's that critical thinking that's missing, I think, for a lot of people. And it gets back to what, what the common thread through this whole thing is, wait, why am I selling? Yeah. Right. If, if I've clearly defined why I'm selling, that's where I'd say you start. How do you start? You start by asking yourself, why do I want to sell? Right? Because if I clearly define why I want to sell, then when I get to the other side, I, if I haven't accomplished that, right? If I haven't been able to, you know, if I, if I, then I'm, then you shouldn't sell. If you're, if, if you know the reason you're selling and selling it won't get you that reason, then you shouldn't do it. Now, of course, there are always distress situations. There are other scenarios, which, but even that I'd still say, I can find, I, I really can say, if you know the reason you're selling is because in order to keep it would bankrupt you, right? Then, then that you have to be able to celebrate that win. Yes, getting to the other side is gonna be hard. You're gonna lose some things. You're gonna have some things you look back on and you're gonna miss. But the reality is we, under, we prioritize. We know what the one pin is here. We know what's important now call that the win. What's important now? What's important is I have to sell this thing. So at least, yes, you might, you might have some regret, but at least you have the, I intentionally made this decision. 
I'm the one, I did this. You can hold on to that. It makes that regret much, much uh, less, less of a sting because you brought up a, a good question of where you start. And it's very hard, right? In these, every situation is very unique, but the, the place to start is bringing that awareness and that discovery. If you didn't, you know, the best time to plant a tree was, you know, 20 years ago and the second best time today. So where you start is by asking yourself these questions right now about the business you currently have. I've had people come to me who thought were thinking of selling. And once we went through this process, they realized I actually don't want to sell. Um, right. I've had people who didn't think who came to me and said they thought thought they wanted to grow and through this process realized I want out. Yeah. Yep. We've had the same same process, same thing. Once people start defining clearly what they actually want, I've actually had clients exactly that second process. If they came to me saying, we want to grow, tell us what we need to do. We think we've got these problems and we assess their business and we said, well, where do you want to grow to? Like, what does I want to grow mean? Like, and by the way, why do you want to grow? Yes. Like if that, yes, I love it. If that growth doesn't have a, have a purpose, and I explained this to, uh, a few times, but it's there is an organism out there that grows without purpose. It's called cancer. Yeah. It just grows and it kills you. So, you, you know, the, by the way, so business growth without purpose can also kill you, right? Like you, you pour your soul and your energy and everything into this thing that has no underlying meaning, purposeful, soulful meaning to you. It's, it, it drives you into the ground. So, you know, it's funny, I actually had a husband and wife team who we went through that process with as well. And just, we said, look, we're going to review. We'll say, look, what, there's two things. We're going to talk to you about what you, you, you know, review you and your state of mind and where you want to go. We're going to review the business. Where's it at? What's it worth? Why is it worth that? If you want to grow it, what do you, what are the things we think you need to do? If you want to, you know, sell it, what, what, what do you think it's worth, et cetera. And it was really interesting that they both had wanted to grow, grow, grow and solve problem X and Y. And by the time we got to the end of the process, the husband actually said, wow, the business is actually worth what we s hoped it would be worth one day already. And if you could sell the business, I take my money off the table and I just focus on doing my professional work instead of managing the team and doing payroll and dealing with the drama and strategy and this and that. He goes, that, that, that's heaven. I, I just want to get back to doing the stuff I love, but definitely protect some of my wealth because I... We've worked hard for it, but take that off the table so it's not at risk anymore and focus on my passion. Um, the wife, interestingly, wanted to 10X it and grow and she was, you know, and, and so all of a sudden we had a different discussion to have because they were no longer aligned in what they believed were their goals. Yeah, that's really, that's, those are fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, and it's interesting, right? Because you, uh, perhaps you work with more of a subset of people who've figured that piece out, right? Like, I think my sweet spot, or at least where I've always gravitated, were the people who love what they do, but in truth, the business is kind of a monkey on their back, right? Yeah. You know, I yeah. call it the, the practitioner dilemma, right? I love what I do. I just want to go out and I want to work with people. And oh, you know what? It would be great. Let's, I should start a business to do this. Of course. Yeah. I'm going to be a business person. But the reality is that the business is its own animal, right? And they don't understand that. And that, and that starts to eat them alive. And those are the people personally I love to work with, right? Because I think that I can provide them with these frameworks that help them address their limiting beliefs around business and set the business side of it up. Um, whereas like the, the example you just gave, they figured out, obviously they figured out the business piece. Although I, I and I work with a lot of people at that stage too, and the business is still eating them alive. They, they don't like that part of it. 
Well, that's right. I mean, you can actually be successful and still hate your business, right? Like it's, you know, there's no, there's no money doesn't solve all the problems. It just makes life easier and it allows, it facilitates things for you. But, you know, I will say on the upside to that is that if you have a business making money, you can hire people to solve problems. So, so it does definitely give you more options. But yeah, back, back to your point about the practitioners is, yeah, I've got a, a, a friend, an advisor, a mentor, you know, who has often said to me, you know, if the owner wants a better business, the business needs a better owner. <laughs> so you want to fix stuff, you've got to kind of look in. Every business problem is actually a people problem. It's, you know, as you said, you're not clear on what you want, so you're running in the opposite direction or you're not. So getting that central and those people components right will put you on the right path for your business. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the inverse is true, too. I've actually seen people who didn't think they liked business until they got into it. And then they're like, you know what? I really like the business side of this. Um, but, yeah, I think there's an awareness piece to this. Right. There's there's a little bit of and this is where I love some frameworks. And, you know, I'm I'm not a one size fits all guy very much, but I do think there's some big frameworks that are really helpful. Right. The idea of understanding that every I think is it Gerber, Michael Gerber. I yep. think who, you know, divides basically the three hats, right? You've got, you've got the visionary, you've got the manager and you've got the practitioner. Every business has these period, yep. you know, every, and if you're a practitioner and it's just you, you're wearing all of those hats. And as soon as you recognize that, as soon as you accept that, that every, and, and, and when you start, when you lay that over your business, you'll start to see the holes. You'll start to realize like, whoa, we are so heavy on this side and, we don't really have the vision or, you know, well, we've lost the vision piece or yeah, it's the management side that we, nobody's really wearing this hat here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You start to see the holes in. Um, Ian, I, I could talk to you about this stuff all day. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, uh, I, I think we have a lot, a lot in common in this respect. Um, I, I do want to ask you is one of the sort of key questions is, you know, you talked about defining success um, earlier in the piece and, I would love to he hear and understand your definition of success, you know, how it relates to your world and your beliefs as you know, for where you stand in life today. Um, before I do that, though, I mean, I, can I ask you, are you happy for people to reach out and contact you? I reckon there's people listening to this who go, I'd love to talk to Ian and, you know. Yes. So, um, yes, that is truly my, actually, I'm going to answer both of your questions uh, with the same answer. Because um, both of those questions are completely tied. So my calling I've recognized and my uh, how I define success really for me is my goal. I, I want to help people see the big picture. I want to help people identify and solve the right problems. Right. I want to help people get a positive ROE, which for me is return on energy. Um, that's a really critical thing. And in fact, I, I, I believe we are all CEOs but we're chief energy officers, right? I believe that that's really the key. And more importantly, I, I, I am all about just, we gotta have fun along the way. Like we forget, yeah. I don't know where it is, man. I don't know what happens. I'm not sure what age that we lose it. I have, I have kids, I, I love it. You know, that is, my, my whole world was, was really engineered so that I could be really present as, as a dad. Um, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm knee deep in that right now, which is lovely and wonderful, but kids, play. It's all about play. It's all about having a good time. And they're a little extreme on one side and us adults, we're way extreme on the other. And so for me, that's how I define success, right? When I lay my head at night for, and, and, and again, you know, my goal is I, we all want to have this good life, I don't, whatever that means. 
And to me, I kind of thought, well, okay, what does that even mean? A good life means I want to have more good days than bad days. That's really it. I'm, I'm not here to try and have no bad days. I'm going to have, life is an obstacle course, man. You're going to get hit every single day, right? And if I don't, if I went to an obstacle course, if I went to a Spartan race and hit no obstacles, I'd want my money back. So I literally wake up every day knowing I'm going to get hit today. Like, and if I, if I don't expect that, that's on me. So to me, the question is, how do I get more win days than lose days? And how do I do that? I got to wake up setting a clear intention, right? Back to what we, you and I started talking a little bit about this black and white thing. And, you know, the reality is I do think that um, it gets very, very challenging for us to, to get clear on what it is we actually matters to us today. What are the, what are the wins for me today? And, you know, so for me, I wake up, you know, I, I think that we're fighting this black and white machine all along and we're constantly, tr- because of this, we're constantly seeking control and we're looking to control the things that we can't control. And everybody talks about how you can control your, you know, the, the Victor Frankl, the, what you can control in life is your response. And I agree. And I spend my, I'll probably spend my life trying to work on that. But that's hard. That's hard work. And it's work we should do, but it's hard work. Here's something every day that's really easy to control and how I define success. I can control my intentions. It's really simple. Every single moment, right? I can't control my response all that well, oftentimes, but I can control my intention. I can wake up every day and go, all right, Ian, these are the three things that I'm going to do, get done today. The smallest, littlest things that I can move forward. If I get these three things done, today was a success. So I define my success truthfully on a day in day out basis. Did I get, did I get what was important to me done today? And, and honestly, you know, to say that out there, this is, these aren't massive, big things. These are the smallest little things. You know, I, I honestly, for me, they're the teeniest, smallest little things that I can do every day. Cause little by little, a little becomes a lot. Um, and so to answer your question, can people reach out? Ask. So I literally build into my week. I have X number of hours a week. It changes from quarter to quarter that I set aside for nothing but people who want to reach out. It's, you know, I, I free just, Hey, let's just chat. Let me, you know, I'd love to hear what, 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 what challenges you're having, what's your problem, you know, Hey, here's how I would be looking at that and move on. So yes, people are welcome to do that. Um, and we've got a lot of contact details, I think, for you. So um, LinkedIn and stuff like that. So we're, we're going to put some links in the show notes for this. Um, I think anyone listening to this who'd like to catch up and book some time with him, um, you'll be able to reach out via those links. Um, please let him know that you, you heard him on the Buy, Grow, Sell podcast. So, you know, he's got some context where you're coming from. And, um, yeah, look, Ian, thank you. Thank you so much for making the time. I, I've really enjoyed chatting to you. I know we didn't pull apart certain transactions and everything else, but I actually think we've covered something far more important in terms of what's the driving purpose behind the people who sit behind the business. You know, this is something that's not talked about enough. And, uh, and I think there'll be a lot of people who are taking a lot of value from this. Yeah. And I I agree. I I came in here thinking we would talk, you know, I was thinking about transactions to really talk about, but in truth, I've listened to the podcast and you got a lot of that out there. And I I agree. I appreciate, I appreciate that you saw that and drove this conversation that way. Cause I really do think the transaction is probably a lot less important than the process behind it. And so I, I think we were able to touch on some good stuff here. So thank you. Love what you're doing out there. Let me know how I can support you in any way. Brilliant. Thanks again. And uh, thank you all for listening. It's been another episode of the Buy, Buy Grow, Sell podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you, you, you've been able to take away some insights that, uh, that you can start to apply in your own life. Um, I know it certainly has reaffirmed a lot of things for me. Um, join us for the next episode next week. And thank you for listening.
The ultimate freedom is to own a company that is valuable, scalable, and saleable. Wherever you are on your business journey, it's worth understanding what is driving value into your business and what could be holding you back. For more information, speak to the team at Exit Advisory Group by going to exitadvisory.com.au or send an email to ask at exitadvisory.com.au. Thank you for listening to the Buy, Grow, Sell podcast with Simon Bedard. For complete show notes with links to additional resources, visit buygrowsell.com forward slash episodes. Simon is the founder and CEO of Exit Advisory Group, and you can follow him on LinkedIn. Thank <laughs> you.